1: John was standing with two of the disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying. And they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translate, translated Peter. Lord of God. So it was,
2: it was John the Baptist who said, hey, there's the Christ. Mm-hmm. And then that's how
0: Andrew was there, uh, Peter, Simon Peter's brother. And who was the other one? They didn't say who the other person was. They just said Andrew was one of the two. two. Yeah. And it was, it was Andrew
2: that told his brother Simon Peter that, hey, we found the Christ.
0: I um, I remember I was watching Jeopardy! one time, and uh, the, and the final Jeopardy! question was... Who is the first disciple of Jesus? And my friend uh, Jake passed away. Uh, he was a big Jeopardy fan, and he texted me at the time, and he was like, he, he wanted to see if I would get it right, and and I wasn't watching Jeopardy, so I didn't know, but he, I didn't know that's what he was asking me for. But he asked me like, text me, who is the first disciple of Jesus? And I, I wrote back, BVM, <laughs> and he was like, what's BVM? <laughs> Blessed Virgin Mary. No, I was like, answer. that's what that's what I that's what I thought of as the first disciple good of Jesus. One? And uh, and then according to Alex Trebek, who was alive at the time, he it was Andrew because of this passage because you know, Andrew is one of the two that follows Jesus uh, first. And it, this I think it's also in another uh, gospel um, of the same story of of uh, you know the disciple of John the Baptist following Jesus and one of the two disciples following one being Andrew and so so that's uh, you know how that answer was the correct answer. But I, if I was on Jeopardy at the time, and I wrote in the Blessed Virgin Mary, I would dispute that, because I, I, I even watched it later. I was like, the, the wording of it was, who was the first disciple of Jesus? And, yeah. yeah, you would have a case for that. You
3: would have a case for that. Yeah. You would have got everybody thinking, right? <laughs> that, that would have been
4: good. Yeah, because yeah, if you look at Matthew's version, which is chapter 4, it says, as he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, that's Christ. He saw two brothers, Simon, uh, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting an net into, s- into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. So, Matthew's um, Matthew's basically saying both of them were there at the same time. So, that's why when I read John, I'm, I was...
0: Well, I mean, that's that, interesting. that doesn't necessarily... Let me think here, because which gospel is that? That's...
4: Matthew chapter four, because if you keep on going, it says at once they left their nets and followed him. Is that different than John's version?
0: Uh, the one today um, the gospel. Well, the one just now was started with two disciples of John the Baptist. So, so it's. I mean, I'd also ask, I'll have to see if that same story is in John. I'm not sure. Because what, cause like all, what all, those, later.
4: all those questions about the Bible, like. You have to take it with a grain of salt because there are hundreds of versions of the Bible, depending on who translated it. Like, the title of this in Matthew is The Call of the First Disciples. So, if you go by this New American Bible version, which is, this one's 2011 copyright, then when you read this, okay, then Peter and Andrew were the first two. But if you read somebody else's version of the Bible, translated maybe differently, it's a different person who is the first disciple. So, we don't know. I guess because of, like Matthew was the tax collector who pretty much wrote down everything that Christ did during his uh, three-year ministry. He was one of the twelve apostles, so uh, we don't know if he saw Christ do this, Matthew, but maybe he did. Um, But yeah, it depends on which version I think you're looking at. Um, It goes back to when I was talking to the Jehovah's Witnesses on the street corner of Philly about a month or two ago. I asked them how many books are in your Bible. They didn't know, and I said, it's actually 66, but then I said, if you read my Catholic Bible, it's 73. So it depends on, it yeah, because Luther and his cronies took out seven of the books from the Catholic Bible that was around for years before that, mm-hmm. in the mid-1500s. So it really depends, like those questions, just take them with a grain of salt. You don't know which Bible they got it from. But there was one game, I forget what game we were playing, maybe Trivial Pursuit, the answer was 66. How many books are in the Bible? It depends on which Bible that those people were looking at when they created that question for that game. Well,
2: is it going to be 66
4: or 73? The Catholic Bible is 73. Okay. All the other ones are 66, because Luther and his cronies took out seven of the books why from the Catholic Bible. What's that? Do we know why they did that? Yeah, because yeah, they, they, with they disagree with some them. of the stuff, I think, in those seven books that the Catholic Bible then has. When you speak it. of books, what are you referring to? Like Genesis is one. Leviticus is one.
5: Well, those are not the ones they took out. Sonora, yeah, they're not they the ones took they took out. out yeah. Right? They took out uh, <laughs> uh, Tobit, right? Tobit.
4: Yeah. Uh, I it's think probably a good a, study. A study, a to study those seven, to the, maybe. The, the games there's games there's
0: like 73 books in yeah. the Catholic, yeah. 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 Catholic. Correct. So, is that
4: question correct? In, well, it's correct according to them who made up that question for that trivia game, yeah. but it's not correct to us if you're Catholic.
2: Catholic is seventy three. If you if you're the an other
4: Christian faith, could be sixty six. No, it is sixty six. They decide in the fifteen hundreds to take out seven of our books. So they they
5: took out Baruch,
4: Baruch, Baruch,
5: Judith, one and two Maccabees. I should have right, remembered yes. that one. Sirach, Tobit, and Wisdom. There you go. Yeah, Wisdom one. Wisdom. I can't believe so we are many... reading Wisdom in that other in that, Bible. <laughs> that is it. Unbelievable. So, if you're uh, Protestant, you don't study those seven books. Can you imagine Wisdom? You got to read Wisdom. You won't believe what you read. It's like amazing. It's like Ben Franklin wrote it. It's all these little like, you know, penny saved is a penny earned. It's all these things, just like that. Phrases that small. They study
3: them. I think they call it the Apocrypha. That means books that are outside Uh, the canon. It's not in the Apocrypha
5: is the. I have that one. well, oh the apocrypha is uh, is having to do with other gospels that were not included in either. That's other, what I I was the other was wasn't Thomas gospels? one. Uh, yeah. I think I
3: think yeah. there are books the, the apocrypha I think it, all all are books reckon. that are respected but not considered yeah. part of the canon. But not so even by Catholics. Of by Catholics, right? But not even by
5: Catholics, right?
3: So it's not that they were removed. So the Catholic yeah. Church has has an apocrypha too. I mean we Right. We study books, yeah. right? That that uh, we don't consider part of it. They're worthy of so study. Fall, yeah. You know, so you, Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know. yeah, they did take them out
1: because okay. so we did stop, but they yeah. kind Thomas of invented fun. it yeah, themselves. Thomas, did the Orthodox
2: have the 73 books too, or no? I don't know.
3: I'm pretty sure they do, Mark.
2: Okay, they have the 73, and I know that the other Catholics are in line with the Holy See. Yeah. The other long, like the,
3: the, the other Byzantine Catholics and all the other Catholics. Right. They're not Roman Catholics, but they're Catholics.
4: Marianites, I think, are one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, in, in Jehovah's Witnesses, who are you talking, asking
1: that
4: question? The ones who hang out in the corner in pairs? The Jehovah's I love those conversations, yeah, because yeah. I feel very comfortable defending our faith. Mm. I'll go up to any of them, yeah. Uh, we mm-hmm. were in South Carolina last week. I was close to doing up to a couple of them in Greenville, the but seven are
5: called the, the family
4: wanted to move on and oh. do some stuff, so I, I well, just let it go. That, but I enjoy talking to them. What
5: are you call them? the ones that were excluded um, by
1: both? What's that?
5: The ones were excluded by... He's right. The seven, the seven are called the apocryphal. As long as
1: Suzanne.
5: But, so I wonder what the ones are that were excluded by both are called. Oh, I don't know. By both Catholic and Protestant? Yeah.
4: I think uh, one was the Gospel of Thomas, but it didn't include in our Bible. I don't know why.
0: You don't know the answer to this. Well, apocrypha is oh, right. well. I, I people call about this all the time Catholic answers. So, so I've heard people talk about this a lot. And, you know, <laughs> That's what I'm uh, pr- Protestants call the you know, the books that are are in the Catholic Bible, but not in Protestant Bible, are frequently called deuterocanonical by ca- Catholics, but they're called apocrypha by oh. Protestants. In the same mm-hmm. way that Catholics call books not in our canon apocrypha. And so, like, even that, that term for those books is... But well, I'm just good. saying, what are the
5: books called that were not included at all?
0: Like, the Book Gospel of, of Thomas. Thomas. No,
5: like, yeah. at all. Yeah. Oh, even that? Because yeah. that's not in the list.
0: Well, that's because... Uh, like, uh, what... I what I actually want to focus on this reading. <laughs> 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 that's what. So, uh... Um, Just two
4: things about the gospel. One is, I like the question, what are you looking for? Christ said, what are you looking for? I think that's a question we all have to ask ourselves. And if we as true believers understand what we are looking for, which I think is Christ, because in the same um, gospel, uh, John 14, uh, verse 6, Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So I think, amen, he's the one who we're looking for. But we have to, I think, learn more about him by reading the gospels. Uh, We have to try to live our lives as best as we can in terms of how Christ taught us. But that was the first question. Um, What are you looking for? And I think many people on this planet are looking for him, but um, they don't know him, and that's where we come in because we're supposed to be disciples, like the Twelve Apostles. We're supposed to um, introduce people to Christ. That gets to the invitation part now. And Mark, you and I have talked about this. Uh, Malvern has a sign out front before you drive into the campus. Do you guys know what it says? Three words.
0: It says, "Come as you are."
4: Come as you are is one of them. Sorry, I should have said two of them. So, <laughs> come as you are. All are welcome. I think we should have that in front of our homes. All are welcome because that's that's what Christ did, right? He welcomed everybody. But um, uh, then I got thinking about um, that second one about um, inviting people. Um, when you invite somebody, you want to invite somebody to something or some place where you feel comfortable there. Does that make sense? Uh, it's one reason I invited you guys to go attend Mass and Nativity that one time. And I'm going to go again, I'm not sure when, maybe in a couple of weeks. Sure. But, um, yeah, like, Bill has invited me to some stuff at St. Ignatius. Um, and Edward. What's Edward. that? Edward also. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Awful, but... uh, like, they have an, an amazing faith formation team. And I was not planning on this, like what I just said, but... Pass hey, this around if you want to look at it. It's um their faith formation team has an amazing thing coming up during Lent. Um, you already know about this Life in the Spirit. You know, probably to yeah, know. so I'll send out the flyer to you guys. Um, it's seven different speakers during Lent. I mean, I personally would have. Inv- I'm gonna invite you guys. I mean that's part of what the gospel says today. They're nice Remember for tomorrow. I was supposed
1: to play the guitar there, but Oh, yeah, yeah I couldn't, couldn't play uh. any singers. <laughs> but
4: that's really cool. That's something I would invite somebody to. This guy is really charismatic. Mm-hmm. I saw him in uh,
1: Jordan, uh, Germantown last
0: month. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean, charismatic?
1: No, with the Holy Spirit. Dancing. Keep and, going, there's a lot about Dancing it. with the tambourine groups. where the band was playing. Just very charismatic. Scott, do you remember
4: Grandma Burke went to that like once a week? Yeah, totally. I didn't know anything about them when we were growing up. She went to a charismatic group every whatever day of the week. Yeah. As a kid, you heard that, but I didn't know what it was.
1: I don't know too much, much about it. That's
4: the only yeah. one I
0: recognize. Yeah, Deacon Bob.
1: Right. It. Uh-huh. Deacon Bob does the teaching at for every group every other week. Okay. Uh-huh. I did remember when Pope was here
4: in 2015 down at the uh Center. Trying to get you there. I think it was the Wacovia Center. They had a charismatic renewal. I've n i have had never been to one. It's amazing. Oh you were? like to... like Bill you said, the singing, the dancing. Yeah. Yeah. I was in I was like a transport to another world yeah. in is the Wacovia Center. Francis? Yeah, when he was here in 2015. They had a charismatic renewal in the Makovia Center.
2: So that's the last time he was here, eight years ago? No,
4: no, i yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is he due back? I don't know. He's getting up there. <laughs> it's a lot to travel. Yeah, well.
2: Well, <laughs> so I, I know Father, Father Will had, had, had said that, asked this to us. Uh, what, do you, what are you seeking? Just like Jesus had, had mentioned in the, in the gospel message today. You know, he he asked that question very very well,
0: like what do you see? Yeah he had a good homily on that last week uh, the I in fact when I heard that in in this it, it reminded me of it yeah and I, I even I had um I went to my mom's for dinner uh last Sunday and and, and I asked my sister I asked Devin, I was like I, I asked her the same question that Father Will said in the homily and she was like taken back. She didn't know. What to say. I think she said like um, like peace or something like that. Um, yeah.
4: yeah. Something came up. by right over the past several days that's related to this. Um, two things. One, to know him and to serve him. I mean, I think we all should be striving for that. To know Christ as best as we can. You guys know we're only here once physically. And then um, to serve him. That's why he came. He even said it somewhere in the Gospels, right? Um, he came here to serve us. I mean, look what he did at the uh, the Last Supper. My goodness, here's God washing people's feet. Are you kidding me? You know how feet were, how, how so dirty feet were back then, wearing sandals. And I mean, think about that. He came to serve, and that's that's what we have to strive to do is to serve like he served. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, he says that a number of times,
3: not just in the washing of feet, but, mm-hmm. but I think he said came out. Said, he,
5: he said this explicitly in a couple other places. What time
0: was this? What time? What time was this? So that this took place in? Mm-hmm. Um, I I imagine <clears throat> it'd be near near the Jordan, because uh, <clears throat> it's, it's shortly after John the Baptist. Uh, yeah. Uh, it says this happened at Bethany on the far side of the Jordan, where Bethany. John was baptizing. Bethany. Um, yeah. There's a few a few yeah. verses before that. But it's probably a
5: small town, right? They were all small sure. towns. They were yeah. small towns, right? So, so basically, everybody knew that there was this new guy in town <laughs> who was walking around giving these
0: talks. That was pretty unbelievable are you talking okay. about john the baptist no jesus well, okay because i don't know if they knew i, I think yeah, they I didn't think know, they know do, about yeah. jesus yet. this is like the before his ministry or just about the time of no i'm just saying that physically a person showed
5: up in the town that came from somewhere else well, you bring up a
3: good point because i was thinking the same thing so in what 30 seconds one of these guys is saying this is the messiah andrew right saying this is the Messiah but he got that from John the Baptist, right? So John the Baptist had a whole lot of cachet already, right? So it tells you a lot about John the Baptist, really. Right. And you and you and you, and you follow it upstream and you come to the um the visitation, right? Where he leaps in the womb that's a moment of uh, sanctifying grace, right? So he knew that's infused grace. There's no way he could know he's, a, he's an infant in the womb, right? And so he's purposely picked by God for this mission, right? And, and then you know, what, what is just Thirty years later, or something like that, he has this following, and he has that much credibility with them, and it shouldn't be surprising because. He, he he had that
0: uh, that grace I, I find it interesting that um, uh, you know so john the baptist you know probably inspired by the holy spirit you know calls jesus the lamb of god and um, and you know the, the lambs were like you know the, the, the sin offering or a, sacri- a sacrifice mm-hmm. in the same way that, you know passover he's the he's the passover lamb um, but I don't think anyone realized. Like I'm curious if John the Baptist realized that you know, Jesus literally, like you know, is is going to be the Passover lamb. That he literally is going to you know, um, be, be a sacrifice. And um, uh, 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 it's just it's it's interesting to me that that uh, yeah he, he uses that term so early in the ministry, and then later you know, uh, like John the Baptist was saying stuff like oh. You know, he's gonna, it's like fire and brimstone. I think he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, burn the chaff and and clear his threshing floor and stuff like that. He's using real, like, kind of, um, fire and brimstone type things, but, but, uh, you know, but, uh, you don't associate that with with a lamb. uh, And it's interesting. I think it's also
4: interesting, not the Laceman's group, but the one before that when I was there. Um, Jeff Crescidas brought up about, like, what did John know in terms of, what Jesus was going to do, but they were cousins. And so we can only speculate, but I'm guessing they hung out sometimes because they were cousins, um, John and Jesus. And we can only speculate about, did Jesus ever tell John anything before the baptism occurred? I don't know. We can only conjecture about that. But can you imagine if he did? But if he did, John didn't say anything. There's no recording uh, of that. And then when at the baptism, John John is... <laughs>
3: He's not anticipating it. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's he yeah, so Maybe not, yeah. But it, he doesn't mm-hmm. give it any ind- indication that he, he, right. he. he's anticipating this. Um, or does he? Uh, I, I don't
4: think he's fully aware. Yeah, maybe that's how the, that particular gospel presents it, where we don't know as the reader if, uh, if he knew or didn't. Yeah, maybe he didn't. But I think he knew on some
3: level because, like I, like you know, if if you know, what is uh, sanctifying grace? It's the uh, uh, banishment of original sin, right? That's one of the, the effects, and, and and that was before baptism, so that was straight from God, right? To to have that sanctifying grace that he received in the, in the womb, because he recognized Jesus. While he was in the womb, okay? And that's grace. You can't know that any other way, right? So he was in possession of something, uh, even if I I would say the Gospels don't mention a relationship between uh, uh, John the Baptist and Jesus before this, so it's probably immaterial, you know? And Thomas, how many and not necessary.
0: I, uh, I wanted to uh, read this reflection on the Lamb of God. Is that all right? Or beautiful. Yeah. 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 It says, uh, John the Baptist's favorite title for Jesus is the Lamb of God. Clearly, it also became one of John the Evangelist's favorite titles since it is used 29 times in the book of Revelation. It brings together three images that would have been familiar to the Jews of that time. By being applied to Christ, it indicates that in him those images find their full meaning. God required the Jews to sacrifice a lamb twice a day to expiate the sins of the people. Thus the lamb symbolized the price to be paid for sin. The primary holy day of the Jews was and remains the Passover. In the Passover ceremony, each family sacrifices and eats a lamb to recall their liberation from Egypt in the days of Moses. On that night, God killed all the firstborn children and animals of the Egyptians, but spared those of the Hebrews. In order to indicate which households the angel of death was to skip over, God commanded the Hebrews to kill a lamb and mark the doorposts with its blood. Thus, the Passover lamb signified God's merciful and saving love. Finally, the Messiah announced by the prophets was described as a lamb who went silently to the slaughter take the sins of his people upon himself and wipe them away. John proclaims, Behold the Lamb of God, and we turn our eyes to Christ, the real Lamb of God, the incarnation of God's desire and power to free us from the slavery of selfishness, vanity, lust, and greed, and to lead us to the promised land of joyful friendship with him. So apt is the title that the Church repeats it every time Mass is celebrated. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. That's a good good little reflection.
2: Uh What do you think of this, Jess? These readings. What's your take on it? I'm just enjoying
0: listening. I feel like I don't know as much as anybody else. else. Well, you're join the craft. You give us too much credit. I, you know, I, well, I was gonna say, throw it back at Mark. Ask him, yeah, what, Mark, uh, how do you feel about all this? Well, <laughs> I, give us your input, my friend. Well, I,
2: it's <laughs> a me. very simple question of, of who was the first apostle introduced, and, and Andrew is it? That, that's 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 good stuff. Yeah, I. That, that's a very simple question, and, and, and until today, I didn't really know because. You know, they, they all just kind of showed up. You know, they have r- r- recollections of, of them all showing up. And, and like you say, when you get put on the spot, well, who was the first one and how did it happen? It explains it eloquently right there. Yeah, I, I, and that that's a reflection in and of itself. One
4: thing I was thinking about is... Um... Trying to compare back then when they sacrificed the lamb, you said twice a day. Yeah, that's what it said. It okay. had a reference to Exodus. Uh, yeah. So. so I'm thinking, like, were kids back then the same as the way kids are now? Like, like some people, um, I don't know if I want to say mainly kids are uh, are ones who just like not many kids go to a mass to celebrate mass um, for different reasons. Um, but were kids the same way back then? Remember, this is like years after. Um, the Israelites were liberated from Egypt, um, slavery. So, I mean, twice a day, can you imagine doing it twice a day? Like, would you guys do mass twice a day? I'm sure some people would love it, some people would not, some people are like, in between. Yeah,
0: well, I'm not sure if, like, um... Uh so that, I mean the priests o- offered the sacrifice on behalf of the people um but I'm not sure if people you know went to the I don't think people went yeah. to the temple twice a day well
4: they can't go in the temple okay they could be outside the temple yeah. that's just the rules at that time but
0: it also reminds yeah. me I was listening to um a radio program and it was saying how um kind of at the time of the reformation um uh and for most church history um you know the 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 like the Latin Mass is it like it's the, ma- the Mass mostly offered you know by the priests. People are supposed to unite with it, but um, but uh there used to be kind of like a, a thing that that would uh, kind of like be like a curtain or a divider, chancel uh, screen. Yeah, called. that screen uh, between the, the people and the and the priests, and so in a, in a way it was it was you know more like <laughs> uh, that, that. uh uh, you know the people being outside the temple, and and you know spiritually they united with with the priests, um, but um, but they weren't as active participants as we are. Yeah. You, you yeah. got to remember also that the, where that. was the temple was
3: in Jerusalem, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And people who lived up in Nazareth and Galilee, they they couldn't do that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They couldn't go down yeah, exactly. there twice a day. So mm-hmm. the,
0: the the lambs twice a day. When was that happening at the time Jesus was alive?
4: I think it was before that even. Yeah, this is for years. Once the Israelites got liberated from, uh, they wandered through the, the for 40 years. So, all right, well, was wasn't it the whole is... time?
0: Uh, there is a, a reference sure. here, <laughs> Exodus chapter 29. I'll take a look at that. Yeah,
4: that was... while, while Keith is doing that, um, Jess, I would recommend, <laughs> um, I think this is the third or fourth year where um, Father Mike Schmitz is doing Bible in a Year podcast. So I did it the first year. Um, I learned so much about the Bible just by doing that. Um, But you can pick and choose what you want to do. So I basically, I read the gospel and the Old Testament passage that they have for that day. And I listened to him for like 15, 20 minutes. That's something that you can maybe look into if you want to learn more about our faith. It's called Bible in a Year podcast. But Keith is going to, I think, read something related to, it's amazing what like the 12 tribes of Israel in terms of what they did, how you had so many in the north, so many in the south. But um, they they camped for, like, a period of time, and then they were done. I guess God told them, you're going to move on. But just, um, like, all the work that went into, um, like, them doing that is just, I, I think it's, you said Numbers or Exodus? Uh, yeah. So it's in one of those. Maybe you're going to read some of it. Uh, so remember.
0: this is what um, Exodus says about this sacrificing the lambs twice a day, it says. Now this is what you shall offer on the altar, two yearling lambs as the sacrifice established for each day, one lamb in the morning and the other lamb at the evening twilight. With the first lamb there shall be a tenth of an ifaf of fine flour mixed with a fourth of a hin of oil of crushed olives, and as its libation, a fourth of a hin of wine. The Other lamb you shall offer at the evening twilight with the same cereal offering and libation as in the morning. You shall offer this as a sweet-smelling oblation to the Lord. Throughout your generations, this established holocaust shall be offered before the Lord at the entrance of the meeting tent, where I will meet you and speak to you. Who Who actually... Uh, who was he speaking to? Is, is that Moses? Uh, uh, <clears> who <throat> that? So, let me go back here.
4: said something about meeting them at the tent. Yeah, the tent was where the... Um, Ark of the Covenant was where the Ten Commandments were inside the Ark of the Covenant. When he says tent, that's what the tent was. I don't know how big it was, but I think the dimensions are in there because they have, they have several chapters in one of those books, the first five books, about the mathematics of this whole thing, like the tent, how big it was. The it's it's really it's fascinating to read all yeah. the work that went into it.
0: Yeah, in Exodus this is part of of uh, when Moses is on the mountaintop. At the same time he gets the. Um, uh, the 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 tablets with the law on it, and before he goes down and finds them worshiping the golden calf.
2: Yeah. Now, Tom, how many books of the Old Testament, the Torah, are in the Catholic Bible?
0: All five.
4: All five. All five. Yeah, the Jewish faith study the first five.
2: First five books. Yeah. Is. So the first five. Books That's what they are. focus
4: on. Yeah. The Catholic Bible is the Torah.
3: Yep. Yeah. Well, you
4: can if you stop there. Yeah. yeah, because you're only focusing on the first five books. You're just you're eliminating Christ from the picture, which is he's our life. If you only focus on the first five books, which I get it, the Jewish faith does, I mean, do you guys feel like they're missing out on something? I feel they are. Yeah, absolutely. Think about it. We're living our lives according to the way Christ taught us. They don't have Christ because they don't believe in him. He was just another prophet. And I talked to some Jewish folks about, here, can you read the Gospels? This guy saw what he did, and they just look at you. They yeah. don't even think he's another prophet. They think he's... Uh, just some guy? Uh, worse than that. <laughs> a carpenter. A carpenter. Even worse well, than that. that depends a blasphemer. What type, right?
5: of, what type of Jew you're talking about, right? Like Talmudic Jews. Mm. Talmudic Jews believe that uh, mm. that he was... Not well, a, right, in the Gospel
3: it says he, they accused him of blasphemy, so he's a bla- they see him as a blasphemer.
5: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But Orthodox Jews, they don't go for that anymore. The Talmud accused Jews to, but Anyway, okay. um, what I was trying to get at before when I was saying a small town and all that, right? so like if I'm out here and I'm parking my car and I run into somebody and I strike up a conversation and it's a nice person, right? not going to say to the person oh so where are you staying right because it's (laughs) like you know it's i don't know everybody and i you know i wouldn't know if this person is visiting from you know i do think it was different jersey or uh you know living in one of these apartments or what
0: i think it was was different at that time because um i don't know yeah Uh, you're talking about you think it was weird that the disciples asked jesus where he was staying
5: well, so they knew he was a visitor, and he was just mm-hmm. you know, passing through or whatever, right? That's uh, what it seemed like. Yeah, so Probably like a small town,
3: you know, you, you might, you know everybody in town, right? Right. And then when somebody passes through, you know. Well, that's what at? I said. It, had, it yeah. had to be a small town. Yeah.
5: And then, because
3: and then, um, uh, you would probably know if they were staying with somebody, you would probably know that person, right?
5: Yeah.
4: You
3: know, yeah, they were. staying with the... Uh,
4: is there a dumb question: is it, Does Jesus? Is there anything else to his name? Was that his only name? Uh, kind of, because uh, I, my my thing is usually even today in a lot of cultures, all they want to know is your last name, and for they can tell everything about you. So, did, was that ever a part of his? Hey, who's this guy?
0: Well, I think um, one thing that I think is interesting about his name, I mean, obviously the angel of denunciation Annunciation told uh, Mary just to name him Jesus, but that Jesus is is you know same as Joshua and in the old testament uh, uh Joshua is the one who led the people actually into the promised land and and so and and in that sense like and Jesus is the one who leads us into the promised land so i i think is an interesting kind of um significance of his name but uh but, just but say, the last name—I didn't realize that. Uh, so it wasn't a unique name. It was Yeshua. It's the it same was, as Joshua. It was yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, so d- I was don't as know as why, but we it as Jesus versus Joshua. But, um, but uh, uh, in terms of like last names, it was people. The, the, usually, the last name was like where it was like he's Jesus of Nazareth mm-hmm. or he's Jesus mm-hmm. the Christ. But also, yeah. there's also Jesus the son of.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah Jesus Bar Joseph. Yeah. That Jesus, genealogy in Matthew right. and. Uh, the other
4: gospel that does John, made. yeah, Scott. I read an article not too long ago where um, we don't know if Christ was his last name because of what we're talking about now. But Jesus means God saves. Christ means the Anointed. So if you put them together, He's the one who God gave to us to show us the way and to uh, to give us eternal life. Yeah. So every name has a meaning, but if um, in some of my writings, my journal writings, um, I have like a paragraph of just some of the names that Christ was referred to by, not just Jesus and Christ.
0: You guys just Google it. You'll find there's so much stuff out there. What, do you know, okay, when did the word Christ come into the Bible? I don't
4: know. Is it right now? That's the Greek translation of
0: Messiah. It, you know, it is, it, okay. Yeah, that's why it even says it in this mm-hmm. one. It was like they called him the Messiah, which well, was translated to Christ.
2: Was that the first and last name, Jesus Christ? Joe Christ, Mary
4: Christ, we don't know. No, we don't. But we refer to him as Jesus Christ. Isn't that weird? Yeah, Joseph.
0: No, that was just just signifying uh, that he was was the the Messiah.
5: It's like, yeah, it's like Joe Plummer, right? (laughs) I mean, he was was Jesus Messiah, right? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. It wasn't his last
4: name. (laughs) Well, some people believe that. Like Tom Burke, my last name's Burke. First name's Tom, Jesus Christ, last name Christ, first name Jesus. Some people do think that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll tell you, my Indian friends are so funny. They hear someone's name, Uh like, oh, he's good in business. I'm like, how do you get that? (laughs) (laughs) Because, no, because that last name, he's a, I know, he's a Gujarati. He's from that area. Uh, They're all good in business. 30 million people there. They're all good in business. Yes. I I had that explained to me by an Indian person. It's so funny.
5: Oh, that's
3: funny. Sings are like royalty, and Patels are uh,
4: merchants, That's what I'm saying, well, like yeah. that part of the world. Like, give me your last name, I know everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Gujarati is a place?
5: Yeah. That's so funny. Interesting.
2: So when, when John the Baptist said, hey, there's the Christ, told Andrew and stuff, is that when he started to lessen, like he started to slide out of the picture more or less? Because you know he he was blowing the horn between the you know the, the bridge between the Old Testament and the New. Christ is coming, and and then he said, "Here here here, here he is, people. Here's here's the Christ." Yeah. Well, he so said he, as much,
3: right? He said, "I I must fade," and he said he, about must, him he must he must uh, decrease, yes. So he increases, and then he was of course thrown in jail and beheaded.
2: Man, what a way to go. Okay. All for that dance. Yeah. yeah. So you watch yourself, Steve, when you get liquored up what you ask for. <laughs> <what you> or <do, laughs> what you what you you promised the girl to you, you
0: can Yeah. Yeah, good. sure, I'll give you whatever. Uh, well, thankfully he's been sober for however many years. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a really
3: good I think, it was, I think we talked about it the last time. The greatest story ever told was on TV around Christmas time. And, and they had a really... What's that? Charles mm-hmm. Uh I think uh, Max von Sydow played Jesus. Um, Chuck, Chuck might have been in it, yeah. Okay. I forget what role that. Uh, but it had a really interesting um, it, relationship between Herod and John the Baptist. Herod just was totally really liked John the Baptist, okay, but at the same time really hated him, you know. It was just a really interesting uh,
4: part of the movie. What was the title again? The Greatest Greatest Story Mm -hmm. Ever Told. Because what came to mind is, this is just me in terms of my writings, um, this right here is the greatest love story ever told. Uh, Yeah, greatest love story ever told.
0: Uh, You could probably put any adjective in there. I was going to say it's the greatest murder mystery also. (laughs) It's like... It was me. I did it. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. You also say it's the most violent book ever written, especially the Old Testament.
3: A ton of it.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Pretty much any sin you can commit is in the Old Testament.
3: I remember when they came out with the new catechism. I was listening to the radio. This is like the revised catechism, and like I think it was the late '90s, maybe the late '80s or the early '90s. I was listening to a, a priest who was working on uh, being interviewed, and um, I guess he, he he got the sense that everybody was uh, expecting a, a, a new catalog of sins. Like what new sins? There are no new sins. Okay, we know them all. Uh,
4: Is, I mean, it's related but not. This came up months ago. She's in college. She heard one of us, somebody used the term bed spins or drinking. And she looked at us like, You know
0: what that is? I'm like, Oh my God, nothing is
4: new under the Right. Like, you just okay. have to figure it out. <laughs> bed spins? Yes. Yeah, That's oh, yeah. a bed spin. Oh my God.
5: It you know just, what um, it is. Oh man. But it was you know what thing.
4: it that is? That's of this conversation. You oh, wow. just don't know it. Just no, let your mind wander, mean, Mark, right. and then come back to here. But don't let it wander. Stick with this, yeah. It's not good. All right, let's get back to the gospel. <laughs> so he he ends up at hold on he ends up at the Last Supper, right? What's up? Oh. We talking about Andrew, is it? Andrew, the, yeah, they were right? all there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. all there.
4: Yeah.
0: you guys want to hear another reflection on this? Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, this one says. Um, St. John points out that the two disciples called Jesus rabbi, which means teacher or master. Rabbis were popular Jewish leaders, not by position or birth, but by their knowledge of the things of God and their ability to teach and pass on that knowledge. In Matthew chapter 19 and John chapter 13, Christ makes an explicit and exclusive claim to this title, affirming that he is the definitive teacher of the things of God and demanding that the absolute allegiance of his followers. Even in this passage, we detect the unprecedented authority Jesus claims when he renames Simon. In the Jewish scriptural tradition, only God gave new names to people, and he only did so when he gave them a prominent role in his plan of salvation and connected them in a special way to his covenantal promise. Christ's exercise of such authority during his first meeting with Simon certainly would have given these disciples a hint that this Galilean was no average rabbi. There's also one of the many indications in the Gospels that the preeminent role of Peter and thus of the papacy was instituted and intended by Christ himself, and not merely an invention of the early church. Christ is Lord and Savior, but he is also the Master, a teacher, unlike any other. To follow him and learn from him should be our greatest joy. Although Christ's titles bespeak of his greatness, his behavior in this first encounter with John and Andrew shows his simplicity and humility. He walks by the place where where they and John the Baptist are baptizing. He simply walks by. He makes no grand entrance, employs no intimidating tactics. When John and Andrew finally decide to go after him, he turns around to welcome them. He makes no demands, gives no orders, and passes no judgment. Rather, he engages them in a conversation and issues an invitation to come and spend time with him. This is how Jesus works. This is how he calls us. Gently, unexpectedly, personally. The era of flashing fire on the mountaintop is over. The era of good-hearted friendship and intimate companionship with the eternal God has begun.
3: That's a really good meditation. Yeah. Really.
0: Something I noticed when I was reading these commentaries is that they seem to think that it is the gospel writer, you know, John the Evangelist, that is with Andrew. Um, so that's an answer to that. Who, who is the second person? That's, that's what they say. Oh, okay, John the Evangelist versus John. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say that specifically, but that's what that's what this person implied. John the Evangelist. He was the white one. What uh, they did together when they were just hanging out, Jesus and these two, <laughs> these two disciples. That, uh-huh. That's
4: a good, good point. i just talk about stuff. What happened during the day? Oh, I'm sure wow. they questioned about miracles. I mean, would you get? I would. I think. Like what's this, happening over there? Yeah. What just was, happened?
0: This was kind of like before any miracles. In fact, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Because actually, in 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 John, in the Gospel, of John, the first miracle <clears> is the <throat> wedding at Cana, and yeah. that happens after this. Yeah. So there was no no miracles yet.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> TV, you guys watch watched that uh, wedding at Cana. The scene in The Chosen where, is it Andrew? Um, who has basically two left feet. Like it's not in the gospel, but they kind of, it's kind of a funny scene. There's another one. I don't know if it's in The Chosen or not, but they have, I think there are clips that are not in the actual episodes where, I said this one a while ago, all the apostles are together. Christ is there. They're just hanging out. And two of the apostles decide to arm wrestle and uh, I think Peter's one of them, and I forget the other one. You know the Seymour, And uh, so they arm wrestle, and everybody, you know, thinks that Peter's going to beat the other apostle. And out of nowhere, that person beats Peter, and they all laugh. And Christ says, "Oh, I didn't even see that one coming." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that's kind of my, my that's favorite. creativity. Yeah. So the Bible is thin on know what them. these guys did at all. Sounds do they,
5: like how it. do
4: they eat? Like, how did they? What do they do? You know, I'm i like, mean... Where do they sleep? Were they just kind of walking around all the time? Probably pitched a tent, yeah. slept on the ground with some. Yeah. Probably similar to a sleeping bag as we know it. Some probably similar.
3: Yeah. And it's well, rough I mean, terrain. Before, beforehand, they were fishermen, or some of them were fishermen. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess they had they dropped that because they dropped their nets right just like that. Mm-hmm. And then. After that, you know, Jesus sends them out, don't worry, don't worry about what you're going to get to eat, right? Just, yeah, you know, just, somehow about that the aid. Lord provided, right? Of course, you know, uh, at one time they turned the loaves and the fishes into, enough to feed 5,000, you know, hmm. they had that going for them, right? Right.
0: All right, so I'm going to wrap it up now, guys. Good, good meditations here.